Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 34. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Give me a two purple survival check just to make it back home without any trouble. Is that combined or no? If you want to be combined, you certainly can. Oh, two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. Okay, you succeed. That's good. You have advantages. You can recover some strain if you like. I will do that. You have a triumph. In these ruins that you have to walk by anyway, you actually find there's a truck that looks totally burned. Mm -hmm. But you peek inside, actually, and it's in functioning order. It might take a a little kick of Vespain or something. Or no, no, no. This runs on gasoline, not Vespain. I don't think that one will fit inside Saffron. Yeah, it 100% will not fit inside your science vessel. But it might be able to get around here on planet. Would it go across the bridge to the science vessel? Yeah, as long as you are comfortable in the strength of the bridge. Hmm. I mean, the, the bridge is like, that's 100 feet long. You know what? It would fit. <laughs> it'll fit. From Lily's perspective, the question is whether or not it fits, not yeah. whether or not it'll hold it. Yes, it definitely fits. Not a, Some barrels not... of Vespine. So yeah. does it start now? It'll take, I will say, an average mechanics check to get it going. It hasn't been started in a few years. I'll try it out because this would make transporting Vespine much easier. Mm-hmm. And I have one success. It takes a little bit, a little bit of hot wiring, really. Uh, you get to get it working. Fuel gauge goes up to like a quarter tank. Uh, no, not like not even that. Just you have enough to get back and forth to the science vessel a little bit, but okay, probably not do too much other exploring around town. So then I say we bring the climbing gear with us this time in case there's ruiny stuff that's too challenging to get up and over. And we definitely bring the respirators. Yeah, I probably don't need this frying pan thing too for this. Not with leaky Vespine. And I could take an empty backpack. And Snowball? Snowball's probably better with the ship. Well, how was he when we came back? Uh, Snowball was fine. Yeah, he was confined to quarters. He was in his bed. Yeah, then I guess the question with the laser rifle more about if I was going to take it with me is whether or not there's a chance it could get stolen. Which I don't know about. I guess the ship could get stolen. It's always a risk. I'm not worried about the ship getting stolen. There's Zerg on this planet, and then like there's somebody who's like a primitive, or just throwing things together. We had to break into Saffron and then get it started, so I'm not really worried about anybody else doing that. Okay, then I will put the frying pan laser in my room under the bed. Okay. At least so it's not obvious technology if somebody's snooping around. At some point, our ship had some sort of a local sensor that was sending data off into space. Is that? Yeah, Egon helps me fix that. Does that mean we could have a local sensor that could alert us if something got into the ship? Uh, if you rigged it up correctly with a computer's check, yes. That might have been something that would have been good to think of before. <laughs> How long would that take, though? To set that up? Yeah. That might take like a day. On one of your down days, you could certainly 
uh, attempt at. Yeah, then maybe I'll, I'll do that on another day. Yes, you're the computer technician. This is true. Yeah, because I have a rank. I'm just a mechanic. Lily is IT support. We have a weird way of dividing labor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm muscle and computers. <laughs> I'm talkiness and mechanics. She's people and technology. Yeah. But not computers. But not computers. Devices. Then <laughs> uh, Lily can take us for a drive. Give me a two purple drive rather than survival for busting it through. There's not really a lot of roads left. Most of them are overgrown or rubble. Well, I actually do have a point in driving, so it's four advantages. Four dice and you couldn't scrape together a success. I know, right? Okay. I will need a two purple coordination check from both of you. Hmm. Oh my goodness. You can each get two blue dice from the excellent handling, though. Oh, did the truck not have a handling die? Uh, It does not have handling plus or minus. Does it have doors? Or seatbelts? Uh, it does not have doors. You don't think to use seatbelts because in Umoja they automatically latch. You don't have to reach for them. Okay. So you wanted a coordination check? Two purples. You get two blue dice from your advantages. As uh, like there's a pothole that you don't see at the last minute uh, because most of it is not road. But there's like a part kind of gives way and you have to. Rah! Okay. <laughs> One success and an advantage. One success and two advantages. Okay. You both managed to, like, jump clear of the truck. Before it goes off a cliff? It does not go off a cliff, but it does go... Half of it, like, goes off a, uh, off, like, a ledge, a half in the water, we'll say. All right, well, so much for that. You might be able to pull it back off, but you're going to have to be careful with that truck. <laughs> Is there anything mechanic-y that can be done to get this up? Winch it, like... I mean, does it have any sort of towing capability itself that I could, like, use in reverse? Yeah, it's a truck. It definitely has... It does not have, like, a crane attached to it, but it has a hitch, certainly. So you could... If you had rope or something, you could certainly latch onto that. I mean, we did just bring the climbing gear. You do have the climbing gear. What sort of solution do you propose? I was trying to use simple machines. Right, right, right. I want to I know more about your solution before I say make a mechanics check, just narratively. What is it stuck on? I mean, how is it stuck in the water? Is just one of the wheels in the water? Yeah, just like the front end is sort of partially in the water and the back two wheels are still like up on the ledge. It's not a deep drop in the water, but if it falls in the water completely, you ain't getting it back. How deep is the water? Could we just kind of push and reverse? Oh, that's an interesting idea. Well, that's why I was wanting to do some sort of winch type action to aid in a pushing. So it sounds like one of you wants to either get in the truck and like put it in reverse. I'm not confident that we can just back it up out. But if I can attach ropes to something and then the ropes can be like winding around, if the back wheels are, you know, are stuck up in the air or whatever, I can at least use its ability to turn to like wind up the rope. I see. I see your angle now. Okay. Yes. You can make a a purple and a red mechanics check because this is somewhat dangerous. And Lily, are you, you're getting in the truck. You're like kind of revving the engine. If we need somebody inside, I can drive it. Or if you want to try to push and yeah. stuff, I can push. The way I imagine it would go would be, I set up the device, arrange the ropes and things like that. And probably I'm in the cab because somebody needs to have their foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. But you could be actually at the hood pushing. Yeah, I could do that. I feel like this is just like when we get stuck in a bank of snow. Somebody is pushing the car while somebody else is like making sure like the gas is going. Okay. I like that. Uh, So Lily, 
Well, I want you to make a purple and a red athletics check. And Imogen, you're making a purple and a red mechanics check. And I'm adding the blue die from the kit. Yes. So how much do we want this truck? I could use a story point. I can upgrade twice with that story point. As we learned that Lily used to be a bodybuilder for, uh, <laughs> for athletics flashback. Dominion Olympics. Or I could just do one. We could use a story point. <laughs> Whichever. Um, yeah, I'm going to upgrade and I'll use the flashback. Okay. Do you have something in mind for the scene, the setting of your flashback? Could be something where I'm actually, I'm assuming that I'm at the front. So maybe it has something to do with a car that's broken down or hiding behind a truck. Could be battle. I could be taking cover in the front of a truck. Or it could be we're like stuck somewhere. Okay. It is a battle. You are back on Antigua, as we've known that you've been here. So it's yet another flashback to that time. Okay. There is a a siege tank that is clearly a uh, Confederate siege tank that's rolling towards your position. And that's hideously dangerous to you. Those can pound a, a Marine in two in sort of like one shot. But it's really dangerous when it sets up and like turns into artillery mode. Right. You can't let that happen. That's going to start pounding your, your teammates, your squad's position. You can't let that happen to them. The siege tank, it is preparing to set up on the edge of a cliff. You run up to the siege tank like a maniac, uh, I will say. It gets a shot off in your direction. You manage to dodge to the side. You run up to the siege tank. Just as it's starting to put out its little anchors, before it has a chance to do that, you start pushing. Okay. This surprises the guy who's driving the siege tank, and you can hear him cursing from inside. What is that? Where is that? Identify target! Give me a target! I'm being attacked! (laughs) I'm attacking a siege tank. And he, like, turns the gun to fire at you. He doesn't think, however, that when he goes to fire that gun, that's just the extra push you need. To, like, send his momentum flying off the cliff. Ooh. And you're right in his face. There's almost no way he can shoot you. You duck down. The gun goes off, like, right above your head. And you see, but you can't hear anything anymore because you're deaf from the gun blast going off. The tank falling over the cliff. And that's as you're pushing this truck and the engine is revving. Okay, so I'm doing an athletics check is what we said? Yes, uh, purple and a red. But you get two upgrades. Which check do you want first? You get to decide, I guess I'll say. All right, then let me make the mechanics check first because I had to set everything up before we actually do this. Okay. And I will use a story point, but my story points are not magical. You're still a magical girl, Imogen. <laughs> Just uh, need that transformation sequence. I'm sure all emojins have them, right? Uh, my mechanics fails. Okay. With five advantages. Okay. I will bear this in mind. You are trying to reach a certain number of successes. Two successes. Do you have ideas for the advantages? Uh, those can certainly turn into a pair of blue dice. That would consume three. Do you have strain you need to get back? I do have strain I need to get back because we are still in like all one encounter, right? Uh, yes, I think after this truck, we'll give you a respite. Okay. <laughs> He's like, I need plot. We find a truck, we run it into the bridge, and we spend the rest of the game trying to... <laughs> all right, take two blue dice, Lex. All right, let's see if we can get this truck out of here or if it's going to be Dan trying to figure out how to game this. One success, three advantages. Okay, you have one success. The target, you need to get two because Imogen failed. Uh, so Imogen is, she's got her, her rope set up. Uh, the tying wasn't quite good enough and that gives way. And then Lily, you're sitting there, you're holding the whole thing. You push it up a little bit, but you got a little bit more. I need a red and two purples. Check from you now, Lily. 
Uh, athletics check. Sorry. I'm spending one of my points. Yeah. If you can succeed this, you can finish pushing the truck up. If you don't, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> you had some blue dice, right? Oh, yeah. I had three advantages. Three advantages. You can have two blue dice on this. Can I jump out and help her? Uh, Yes. Like, I hear, like, the rope snap and things like that. That's not working. Like, so. you can hop out, like, you try to pull or whatever, or you're also pushing. Yeah, I imagine I hop out and push with her, so you get a blue die from that as well. Okay. Two successes, an advantage, and a triumph. All I needed was a little help from my friends. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys managed to get the truck back in action. Okay, the triumph is consumed that you don't need to dry off this truck. It was actually, uh, it's in still working mechanical order. You don't need additional mechanics check to fix it up from driving most of the way off the cliff. I will not make you make an additional driving check. <laughs> Why not? I'll make you make the driving check after you want to drag stuff back. Okay, you guys head back. Oh, that's the end of encounter. You can roll cool or... Discipline to recover some strength. So I think priority number one is take our respirators and our duct tape and go and move the Vespine. So in my opinion, we leave our backpacks like here because we know we have to move heavy barrels and we just take the gear we immediately need. So I stuff my backpack under the dashboard. I have my pistol and my knife on me. Okay. Okay, I'm still going to take my shotgun and my pistol and my knife. And I'll assume my goggles don't weigh anything, so... No, no encumbrance. You have your goggles, though. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can just wear those around. You can, and they work kind of at a short range. They're not perfect. Well, I'm not on my head unless I feel like I oh, want to... Okay. Yeah. It's up to you whether you want to be having them on and active all the time. It is a little bit of a weird way to view the world, but... Yeah, I think that would be... It would be an unnecessary thing. We have right now no reason to believe anybody's going to be cloaked around, so. That is correct. Okay, then. You guys go in. You go to get your first barrel. You've got your breath mask, so you don't feel any ill effects of the uh, Vespane gas. Give me a, as you're hauling out this first barrel of Vespane. Is this something where we have to work together to move a barrel? No, not necessarily. With both of you moving a barrel when you're not trying to hold your breath, you don't need to. It just takes time, but it's not. So if Lily is capable of moving a barrel on her own, then I would have her move out the barrel that's fine while I'm like taping up other barrels. Okay, I will want a mechanics check, two purples, to see what barrels are salvageable. Okay. While you are taping, Lily, please give me a vigilance check of one red and one purple. Three successes, a triumph, and two threats. Okay, I will say this, Lily. Uh... You do, as you're rolling out the, the barrel, you think, well, uh, don't be dumb. And you put on your your <laughs> goggles for a second. I have had a weird feeling about this place. Yeah, you're like, nothing bad happened here other than Imogen fell over. Yeah. You know, and I was dumb earlier going into the Vespane room. And driving a truck off a cliff. There is some kind of burrowed zerg in this debris in this room. You can see it through the, with your scanner goggles, you can sort of see the heat signature. It is a sizable Zerg. Not one you immediately recognize, though. So does this mean that that Zerg thing has a cloaking ability? Or can the goggles do it? It's burrowed, so the goggles can see it. Okay. Do we have communicators with each other? 
Uh, yeah, Imogen is also just in the next room. It's like a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Um, Zerg don't speak English, I don't think. I mean, the one did. Yeah, okay. Then I can use my communicator. I don't need to yell to her. There's a, some sort of large Zerg under the rubble. Now, is Lily going to wait? Or is Lily going to do something? You had a triumph, so you get to act before this Zerg notices you. No, Lily's not going to wait. She's going to stop rolling this thing and point her gun at it. How far under the rubble is it? Uh, it's not very far under the rubble. It's just under a sheet where it wouldn't be obvious to, to see it. Okay. It'll get like an extra defense die. Okay, but I could shoot it? You could absolutely blast it. Okay, anything in my experience says to me that the shotgun would cause... Like, how much Vespane gas is in this, in the area we're in? Like, if I shoot... In, in the room you're in, like, you can definitely smell it, but you don't think it's the air is going to ignite. Okay. Unless you, like, deliberately try to set the air on fire. Okay, then I'm not going to think about it too hard, but, like, if there wasn't something that was like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't do... This shotgun's going to definitely set stuff on fire, as opposed to it might cause a spark against metal, and Lily wouldn't think of that. Yeah, it's not an obvious risk. So, yeah, I'm going to shoot it. So, do you impulsively shoot it? Before you call me, or do you actually call me first? Um, I mean, either way, I just want to know what to play off of. Yeah, I would probably call you. Oh, I don't, but it doesn't know that I know it's there. No, I'm going to shoot it. Okay. I'm going to shoot at it. I mean, that, that's a way to let Imogen know there's something here. Yeah, I mean, if it was far away and I spotted it, I could redo to you like I did with Jorian, but in this case, I'd like to keep the element of surprise on it. Roger that. It is at short range. And I'm for sure that it's a Zerg, right? Yeah, it is 100% a Zerg. It is not a piece of technology. I was worried about a person, actually. <laughs> it's definitely not a person. Okay. It's too big to be a person. It's the size of a small car. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm shooting that. Do you want me to make a knowledge of Zerg or just shoot at it? Yeah, give me two purples and a black. Okay. And then we'll have you blast it. <laughs> Do you want me to care what it is? or? <laughs> it's up to you. I Apparently I care, but I don't know. Two advantages and a failure. You don't know what kind of Zerg this is, but you think you can see one of its, like, an exposed area of one of its legs, so take a blue die on your shot. I will definitely take a blue die. You're at short range, which would be one purple. I'm going to spend a story point, so it's one red. He gets a black die because he's got a lot of cover, but you get a blue die because you, you saw some exposed area. All right, I'm going to try to shoot him. I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to do four successes and an advantage. The damage is eight, so 12. But you only have one advantage, so he's still undercover. It feels slightly good to shoot a Zerg? Yeah, you can recover a strain. It feels absolutely great. You see Zerg guts go flying everywhere, but that initiates combat. Mm -hmm. uh, Lily, from you, I will need a cool check, because we have to set initiative order. You initiated combat, so you got the free round. Imogen, this is going to be vigilance, because you were not expecting this. Agreed. For a Zerg friend, this is also vigilance. <laughs> one success. Imogen? 1.1. I have bad news. Zerg gets to go first. Got 1.3. Uh, so he bursts out of the the cover. This is, a, as I said, a relatively large Zerg. Uh -huh. uh, it's definitely not a Zerg queen. It's very, like, chitinous. It looks somewhat similar to a hydralisk, except it walks on four legs. It's got these two big pincers, but it's got a huge mouth. And from that mouth comes a spray of acid uh, in your direction. Oh, excellent. Yeah, this thing, it looks very sturdy. Did it do a maneuver to come out? Yes, I'll say it did a maneuver to burst out of. Okay. So it does not get to A. So I don't know that I could use sidestep in this because I don't didn't know he was going to do a ranged attack. Uh, that's It would have been your call. Would Lily have... You had sort of a surprise turn. 
Yeah. That is a precautious thing to do. You know it's a Zerg. It's a big Zerg. And Hydralisks shoot things. Yeah, it, this looked distinctly bigger than a Hydralisk. You know what? There's no reason not to. It costs strain. I've got all my strain. It's a maneuver, right? Yeah. Okay. I have one, though, right? Yeah, you on your turn, your surprise turn, you could have had one. So just take a strain and you upgrade the difficulty. That's a reasonable thing. Yeah, okay. You're a combat-oriented person. I will take that. Would you like to upgrade his difficulty further with a story point? It's up to you. He's only one red right now against you. Yeah, let's make it. Let's go ahead and use a story point. Just because it's acid. Boom. All right. His acid spewing attack. Let's see how he does. Uh, spray of acid comes straight at your face, Lily, but you are ducking down out of the way. You narrowly avoid getting sprayed. However, you have to sort of like duck and actually you're forced to a more exposed position. Okay. Uh, so you will take a black die on your next check. Okay. Uh, then we have two player turns. I don't know if Lily, you want to continue or Imogen, you want to rush in? I think it makes sense for Lily to go again. All right, then I will shoot at him again. And then is there something that I can duck behind since he's spewing acid? Is that a maneuver? Yes, there would be a maneuver to take cover. Okay. I can shoot him and then try to take cover? Is that what? Yes, absolutely. All right. What was the difficulty on him? One purple, but I'm spending a story point to turn it into a red. Okay. That's how he's beginning. And you have a black die because he forced you out in the open. Right. Okay. One success and one advantage. So that would be a nine damage. Nine damage. And I could heal that strain. What does taking cover give me? It gives you one black die of defense. So he gets a black die. When trying to shoot you. And he is still up, but just barely. Is that the same as if I do sidestep? Sidestep gives you an upgrade on the difficulty to hurt to hit you. Then maybe I'll do the sidestep instead and not think to take cover. Okay. So that just costs you one strain to activate the sidestep. Yeah. So you're on evasive maneuvers. You're blasting him. You do like a cartwheel or something to the left. <laughs> yeah, or something. Not a cartwheel. A cartwheel with my... Two-handed shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it could work, you know. You think about ducking behind a piece of barrel, but you're like, no, I've got this guy in the ropes. I just got to keep him guessing. Okay, so it's at least a 20 hit point thing. Uh, well, he's got soak. Oh, he might have a lot of soak. Is this making any effect on you're, him? You're doing a lot of damage. Okay. You've knocked out, you know, like several of his legs, but he is still functioning. Okay, so it's not absolutely crazy. Yeah, Zerg are notorious for being able to heal themselves. Yeah. Uh, Imogen, it is your turn. What's the situation on the ceiling above this Zerg? Is there anything that I could shoot that would make stuff fall on him and squish him? Uh, if you spend a story point, yes. Hmm. It's hard to shoot things down with a pistol, too. Well, I mean, I have the trick shot. I like I like to use Oh, that's true, that's true. As opposed to just uh, okay. Zerg. Okay, if you make a trick shot, then yes. I could unload a clip at the Zerg, but that's not as fun as, you know... Right, right. I mean, this place has seen things. It <laughs> could be just an I-beam or something that's just... Yeah, like a piece of glass that you can get to fall. That could be really... Okay, yes. If you make a trick shot at the ceiling... Yeah. I will allow it. You want to use the story point? You have two story points. Yeah, I do want to use a story point because I'm not actually good at shooting things. Uh, I will say it is medium range to the ceiling, so that's two purples. I will use a second maneuver, so I will take two strain to also aim. Okay. I will fail. Not quite. Fail with one threat. Take one strain. It's it just it's frustrating. You had this sweet trick shot lined up. You connected, you hit some piece of glass and it comes falling like right in front of the Zerg, just that doesn't impale him like you wanted it to. Next round, it is the Zerg's turn. 
He is not looking good for this world. He dives back into the rubble. And Lily, you can track him. Uh, he is heading south. There's like a small, smaller room. He's just, he's clawing his way underground through the rubble into that room. Okay. But he's only just below the surface. Could I still shoot through the rubble? You can still shoot through the rubble. He still gets his cover. He gets to medium range, though, from you. Okay, I'm still going to try that. Your shotgun only goes up to short range, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm going to chase them. Okay. So you spend one maneuver to get to back to short range. Yeah. And then you blast him. Okay, so then that's one purple still? Uh, that is one purple still, except I'm still spending a red. Oh, and he there's a black die because he's under rubble. Okay. He's the story point zerg. Three successes and two advantages. That is enough. You take him out entirely. Guts go blasting everywhere. You blow away his cover. There is nothing. Definitely, like, there's no brain left. This zerg is not getting back up. Okay. Enough for a sample? Yes. <laughs> there is enough for a sample with two advantages. Because I have, I have these sample jars, then I collect the sample. because that's And what... this is another zerg we've never seen before. We should, yeah. we should have popped open the hatch of saffron and, uh, you know... Scooped a clump of the one that was flying. What were we thinking? Yeah. Do you have a name for this? For this Zerg? Yeah. I don't mean like, is it Bob? I meant like what type of bird. <laughs> this is called a roach. Or were you talking to me if I named it? <laughs> no, I just wanted to know in terms of delivering it to Lee June. Do you want to write that on your sheet? Do you want to be in charge of samples? Yeah. Okay, then I will hand you the jar. It'd be like, gross, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did not succeed the check to evaluate the barrels. I was making a mechanics check when she found the Zerg. Right. You're just not sure you can seal them well enough that they won't just leak everywhere in your ship? And so there was only one barrel that was totally okay? There's only one barrel that's totally okay. Okay. Then we should just stick that on the back of the truck and then come back in and resume things. It's not safe to take any of these other ones. I mean, with how bad the air quality is in this room here, and this is open to atmosphere, there's no way it'd be safe to travel inside saffron with barrels like these. But could we pour, if there's any, could we just put it into saffron out of the barrel and pour it into oh. it? That's actually, you could do that. It would sort of top you off. Maybe yeah, we have we enough to fill the tank. Out we can of take one of the leaky ones for that purpose. Okay, that is a very good idea. And then we have the non-leaky one as backup. That's good thinking, Lily. <laughs> like we DVD. Have... Don't I have a bladder still? Can we fill the bladder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't you give that as a sample to Lee June? I think she didn't want it. I think, yeah, you wanted to turn it into a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Noteball's been sleeping with it. So we'll see if it holds anything. Okay, that's the end of an encounter. So you can roll cooler discipline. So you fought the roach. Blasted him to pieces. It is good you got that surprise on him. Then I will look around for any more. Give me a perception check, uh, a red and a purple. Okay, so the goggles don't actually give me any benefits except for I can see things that might be hiding under. Like within like short range, essentially, you can see things that are cloaked for an encounter, but things could go wrong. Right. This is an encounter though. Yes, you could do your thing, Imogen. I will do my thing. So I got a success. You see signs that other roaches have been around, but they're not here right now. Okay. So, like, they definitely hang out here from time to time. Maybe they like the best bang. Yeah. Imogen, how does your business go? I succeeded. I was doing this in the room with the Vespine. 
Ah. Okay. And did you succeed with sufficient advantages? I do not have advantages to see beyond my room, but I feel like under the floor counts as this room. Yes, that is true. Uh, there is nothing under the floor of this room. Okay. I'll say, like, you find a rat skeleton, but nothing alive. So, in terms of moving, like, another battle of Espion out of here, I feel like this room is secure. Yes. So you can make cooler discipline, recover your strain for the end of the encounter. You guys get your barrels out of the science facility. You get them loaded up onto your truck. One good barrel and one leaky barrel. One leaky barrel. And that is when I need a red and a purple vigilance check. Each of you. While we're out at the truck? You are at the truck. You just got the barrels. The back of the truck you just pushed up. You're getting ready to head back. One advantage, one failure. Three advantages. No success. Okay, then. Maybe blue dice on whatever we do in response to the thing that we didn't expect. You don't notice anything untoward. You can take a blue die on your driving check. Two purples to get back to Saffron without any trouble. Two advantages? Okay. <laughs> We're down. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's perfect, actually. That's, that's, that's perfect. You get the barrels almost all the way back to your science vessel. You get to the bridge. Uh, the bridge has always been a bit rickety here. Well, always as far as you've been here. Mm-hmm. You're getting the bridge, and you're like, oh, I gotta back it up. You turn around, you start to back up on the bridge, and that is when one of your tires goes. <laughs> Blows. <laughs> you guys lose control. Thankfully, you're not going very fast, but your vehicle is not going anywhere. Okay. My first concern is to look around for hydrolysis. Or other reserve that can shoot spines. Sure. Give me a red and a purple perception check. And you can each do this if you like. I fail with one threat. There's no doors on this truck and you realize I could be shot with a spine. That might have been meant for me. You don't even see a spine yet, though. But you can take a strain. Uh, Lily, how is it going on your end? So I got a success and I got a despair. Okay. This truck is bad luck. <laughs> this truck is bad luck? I will say this about what happens to you, Lily. Mm -hmm. uh, you have success. You look down at the, the wheel busted on your side, so you have a much better look at it. You glance down. There's like a scrap-made spear sticking out of your truck wheel, and you say, that's dumb. Mm -hmm. And you look up. You see another fellow, like, behind away. He's, you know, a medium distance away, maybe. He sees you. He's got another spear ready. He panics, and he throws it. Mm. Uh, and he will make an attack on you, and then he will bolt... Can I do sidestep? You do, cannot do sidestep, because it is it is not your turn, unfortunately. <laughs> That's right. It was a despair. I know, I did have it coming with a despair. Uh, I will say he has an atlatl, rather than he's just throwing the spear, and that's what gives him the medium range. That's fair. Uh, this spear, again, on this atlatl, so it's further away than you really expected, comes hurtling at you. Uh, it's definitely a piece of rebar with some piece of sharp scrap metal on the end. That is, that is going to hurt, flying right at you. You're kind of lucky in some ways that there's no windows or any glass left in this truck as it flies through the front of the truck right by your face and it hits one of your barrels. No. Please, please not the nice barrel. Well, the good news is I'll know exactly what to fix. Do you want to spend a story point to say not the nice barrel? I do. Hmm. I do think that's worthwhile. Not being trapped on Chow Sara is worth it. There you go. Do you want to try to spend a story point and have it hit me instead? Because <laughs> I'm not filled with Vespain. I mean, you're filled with a little bit of Vespain. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, he hits the leaky barrel, and it leaks further. And this guy bolts. What do you two do? Um, I take off at a run after him, calling for him. Okay. I didn't get like a good look, but clearly this is a person. So I will drop down the vehicle and, and run in that direction. And I will call, stop, wait, we're not enemies. I want an opposed athletics check between you and this person, which is going to be a red and two purples. I fail. You are not able to keep up. You shout a couple things, but they are getting out of here. Lily, what are you doing? If Imogen's running, then I'm going to run with her. I'm not going to let her run after him by herself. Okay. I don't know how fast I am considering she was planning to do it, and I didn't realize she was going to do it. So I don't know where I am with that, if I can keep trying to chase him. But I have my, I'm going to pull my gun. You pull your gun out, you get chase. I'm going to spend a story point. It is two reds and a purple for you to chase. You're just trying to not lose sight of him at this point. Two advantages, one triumph, and two failures. Okay, so you fail. So you are, you are not able to keep sight of this guy. Huh. You do get a better look at him. Uh, so it's definitely a, a middle-aged male, very tan skin. He might have been a white guy, mm-hmm. uh, but it's extremely tan. Like, he spends all his time outside. You see he's got a bit of a satchel on his back. Okay. And you can see in that satchel, actually, is one of the battery packs that you want. Okay. But you are not you are not able to keep up with this guy. And clearly, this guy knows the right places to go. He, like, ducks into the ruins. And at that point, you can't track him anymore. He... He seems to know the territory very well. So she gets a look at him. Are his clothes like patched and ragged and old? Or like, clearly he's making makeshift weapons. Yes, I would say his clothes are definitely pretty ragged. Not insanely so, but he wears them out quite a bit. You get the sense of. He does have shoes on. Uh, He's got long hair. It's kind of grown out, it seems. Bit of a beard. Did he falter or anything when Imogen started speaking to him? No, he didn't falter. He, like, looked behind, but he was out of there. Okay. He did not want to talk. Yeah, I'm guessing. (laughs) I always start with a spear when I want to talk. (laughs) He has a battery pack. Now, that does beg the question of why he travels around with one, but maybe that's everything he has. I say his satchel is bigger than the battery pack, so he probably has other things in there, too, but you happen to see that item. Okay. So I just tell Imogen, he has a battery pack. (laughs) That's all I say. Well, maybe there's others he hasn't gotten from the facility yet. I mean, everybody's got a right to salvage. I'm not going to go after him. At least not at this point. (laughs) Well, I didn't know if he would trade for a charge or something. Ah, it's an idea. Well, I guess at at this point, I'm like, I called, he ran. Like, I'm not going to force negotiations upon him. But we will be super vigilant moving forward. Maybe he wants a trip off this planet. Well, that's why I, like called to him like i would be happy to like discuss things and improve his situation but he doesn't want to talk he doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. and, and right now i don't feel like it's worth like trying to track him down when he just intentionally ran away from us if he tries to engage us in some way later then i will happily go full-on negotiator but for right now i need to get that spear out of the barrel and slap some tape on and then if the truck's not going to drive anymore, then we need to roll this crappy barrel of Vespine across the bridge to Saffron and get what we can out of it before it's completely useless. Does the truck have a spare on it? Like while she's patching up it either on the, in the back or underneath? No, it's got a tire inflation kit, but that doesn't help when your tire's got a giant spear in it. 
I mean, you can still run it on the rims, but I'm not going to. Like, if you're on a road, maybe? <laughs> Given that you've already failed both your attempts to drive it when it didn't have poor handling? I'm thinking more of it as trade at this point. If there's people on the planet. Offer them a truck. Yeah, a three-legged truck. What do you need from us to get something of value from this damaged barrel? Give me an easy mechanic check just to siphon off the gas without killing yourself. Successful triumph. There was enough gas in this leaky barrel to fill up your tank. Okay. And so you've got the one backup as well. So you can make several trips. Uh, You don't have to worry about fuel for a little while. So do you think it is fair to say that we will be able to get to Chalsara and Marsara and back to Korhal? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Fuel will not become an issue until it is narratively interesting to do so. But then we have another barrel of Vespa. You, you've got a backup barrel. That's what that's what makes it so you're not super concerned. So you don't even have to open that barrel yet. Okay. Then at this point, I think we're hoofing it, hiking back to the science facility. This truck is not going to go anymore. I think so. At this point, then maybe, how tight can we lock up the ship? I mean, you've got a, a lock on the front door. Depends if someone knows about the escape hatch entrances. Which we had to mechanic our way into through that. Yes. Okay, then that might be a safer. I was more thinking about leaving the gun and the Zerg. <laughs> and who knows what happened to... Who knows what Sunshine's stealing from this guy right now. This might be... It's true. <laughs> this might be why he's throwing spears. Yeah, I mean, Saffron is as secure as, as we can make her. Somebody is going to have to either do skullduggery or do mechanics checks to get in. And at that point, I don't feel like there's anything further we can do. Unless you want to use survival to like set up traps or something around. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Let me try that and see if I can okay. catch a rat. You decide the difficulty of the, the survival check. And that'll be the opposed difficulty people have to notice or deal with it. You could catch sunshine. Yeah. Could I get sunshine? You could get sunshine. Can I put a trap that's taller than Sunshine? You can. That's going to add a black die to your roll. I'll do that. Okay, so you set the difficulty. How difficult is it for other people? And you're going to roll that same difficulty. Then I'll just do a two purple. I'm not going to make this too hard on myself. I'm not that good or that clever. Oh, two successes and two threats. So it's a little bit of strain. Yeah. But you you set up like a little snare line kind of thing. Yeah, I'm just trying not to get my shorter companions. I'm sure we won't run into it when we're... So you said it just taller than Imogen is? <laughs> so she can run under without... Yeah, I'll totally clothesline myself when we're running back to the ship to leave. <sighs> yeah, just don't forget about it. Yeah, right. You had two threats, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might forget it, sir. Or do you want me to take the two strain, or do you want me to forget about take it? Take the two strain. That'll be the mechanical effect. I mean, I can also forget about it. We'll see. This will count as the end of an encounter. You guys can heal strain, though. So what is... How bulky are the battery type things that we're looking for? Uh, they're like one encumbrance. Okay. So think of it as a big, uh, not like the big car batteries, but like the relatively big 6 or 12 volt battery kind of things. Like a potato. Yes. So a little awkward. They're square shaped. And wait, this is a charger? Or when you said a battery pack, it's a battery? He had a battery pack. You didn't see if he had a charger. And that's what... Snowball has in his... is Snowball has a battery just like that in his head, yes. Wow, he's bigger than I thought he was. <laughs> it's a significant portion of the tech is just the battery. Okay. <laughs> like all technology. Okay, but Snowball's still in there. We've set some sort of trap. Yeah, and now we have 
No more truck. No more truck. So we're back to lugging our backpacks. Yeah, unless we can find a tire, but... Or a wheelbarrow. So where are you two headed? Back to the science facility, to those ruins, you want to try... You didn't seem interested in tracking this guy, so I want to make sure. At this point, I don't think they're tracking the guy. Like, yes, he had a battery pack, but I'm interested in more than just the battery pack. Like, I'm also interested in, in anything I can find in that facility that will help me with saffron, because this is the place that manufactured... Ah, that's right. ...parts of saffron. Okay. So, okay. yes, the number one, like, goal of the trip is to be able to recharge Snowball's brain, but... I want us to go back to the facility and deal with some of the collapsed off areas. Because my thinking is those areas, maybe this guy and his group haven't done salvage there because it was too blocked off. Okay, that makes sense. Give me a two purple survival check combined or one of you. Once again, just to get to the facility without any trouble. All right, I'll, I'll roll this combined one. Okay. And we have trouble because it's failure, but there are three advantages. So I think what it is, is you guys get a little bit lost on the way there. It was just like a kilometer away, and you walked there before, but it's not always the same. You took the truck back these last couple times. I'm going to say, like, it has now gotten a little bit late, and you've gotten there, and it's early evening now. By the time you went back and forth a couple times, you dealt with that guy, you loaded up the truck. So you've gotten here. You weren't expecting to, like, start losing light while you're at the science facility without a truck, but that is your situation right now. Yeah, we don't know how long the days are here, or maybe we do. We're not, forgot about that. Not 100% sure. Yeah. Maybe, you know what, they're 20-hour days. They're a little bit short, and that surprised you. All right, well, no time to waste then. Let's get to work on some of these piles of rocks. You can make another perception check on the outside of the science facility. Two purples. Is there darkness penalties yet? Yes, there is one black dye of darkness now. Do you want to do it separate, and I'll use my goggles just in case that makes a difference? The goggles will not help you with this. They only help you see cloaked things, not generically. Or did I say they help you see in the dark? No, uh, but you had her detecting heat signatures of Zerg through the floor. Yeah, you can certainly use them for that, yes. Yeah, so then I'll look through the goggles in case that makes a difference for anything that we might see. Sure. Oh, a triumph, a failure, and two threats. I have success with a threat. Okay, Imogen, you succeed. You do notice that several of these vines lead up to the side of one of the domes where it looks like maybe you would, you'd be able to climb in instead of having to barrel through the debris. Uh, it doesn't look like set up for that necessarily, but you think you could if you wanted to. Uh, that is your success. We have a failed triumph mm -hmm. uh, on Lily's side. Okay, you're scanning around for Zerg. You don't see any Zerg. With two threats, in case that helps. <laughs> yeah, you can take some strain. Mm -hmm. You get like some faint sensor readings off of them, I will say. There's a computer that's active in the room that you, Imogen says you can climb into. Like you can sort of get some electro, some weak uh, electromagnetic signatures from it. Oh, I'm going to turn to Imogen and say there's a computer on up there. Ah, well, then there's some power. And there might be records related to the ship then. So maybe this is a stealthy climb. All right. So since we were hiking back here and not had the truck anymore, did you bring the climbing gear? Yeah, because we knew we were going to go through rubble and stuff, right? Okay. Yeah, the climbing gear is only one encumbrance. It's the snowball and the <laughs> laser gun that that's like five encumbrance. So 
I feel it's safer to use climbing gear than just vines. Probably. What are we looking at? An average athletics check to climb up. All right. And I believe what we usually do is Lily goes first so that she can pass advantages to Imogen. Yeah. Can I, should I do a stealth check for, I'd like to be quiet about this though, in case somebody's at that computer. Why don't you do that when you get to like the top? Okay. So make the climbing and then you can make a stealth check. And is there a darkness penalty on the climb? Not on the climb, no. Five advantages and two failures. Okay. You don't fall a significant distance, but you're having a hard time getting up there. You try to grab onto some of the vines, and you realize these vines are not going to hold anyone's weight. You suspect maybe that's why they're... Maybe it hasn't been ransacked inside there, and they're still computer active. But five advantages, maybe I can give two blue dice to Imogen, who's a little lighter than me. Imogen is a little bit lighter. She might have a little bit easier time, actually. Maybe I can boost her so she could see. And then maybe once she's up there, she can help you up. So yes, you can pay two blue dice to her, and that'll leave you with two advantages to spare. Uh, you could recover some strain if you like. Yeah, I mean, unless there's something else I can do with them because I'm not down on a lot of strain. I mean, if you want to be on the lookout for anything else, you already looked around for Zer. You didn't see any. But no one might as well recover the strain for whatever whatever person's up there, scientist that's up there that knows that I'm restock. <laughs> that's right. There must be a scientist up there. Get yourself. Oh, scientist. <laughs> you don't take strain. You're just fueled by rage. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use a story point. Yeah, okay. I'm not good at climbing. Can I give her a boost or anything too? Or is that, I mean, we've got the climbing gear. So it's one blue from the climbing gear and you're giving her two blue from your advantages. You tell you tell her what the right route is or like, don't climb that way. Okay. Imogen has four successes and three advantages. That is enough. You can spend those advantages to give Lily another chance. She will not get extra blue dice from it, but you tell her you think you found a safe route. Yep. One success, three advantages. Okay, so you get up to the top. Indeed, uh, you sort of tore that away already, the parts that couldn't support your weight. So the only thing left was the strong enough support. You both get to the top, and I heard some people were interested in stealth checks. It's a, a two purple stealth check. Can I play my three advantages forward back to Imogen? Because I'm just going to be better at stealth. Yes, you absolutely can. All right, I exceed the stealth with two threats. Success with three advantages. You guys both get up there. You're pretty steady. You don't think anyone has seen you. Imogen, this is not familiar technology to you. It's not like Emojin computers. It doesn't work on voice commands. You do see there is a security camera active. You don't think it sees you, but whatever is powering this computer system is also attached to that security camera in this room. Lily, however, you you know you're totally obscured. You can see the computer console. You think there's, you can probably get to that without any trouble. You don't see any people uh, or Zerg in here, for that matter. I propose that I physically block the security camera while you access the computers. You supposed to duct tape. Is the security camera on the computer specifically or just for the room? Or It looks like it's just for the room, but there's a good chance if you're at the terminal, it will see you. It might not see what you're doing at the terminal. This is why I propose that I block it. Sounds good. I'll go to the computer then. Once Imogen does whatever. Are you just physically blocking it, Imogen? Are you just messing with it in some way? I want to physically block it while I mess with it. Ah, okay, that's fine. Why don't we do the camera first? What are you proposing to mess with it? Just generic, like, skullduggery? Futs with it? Or mechanics to, like, pull its wires out and remove its bat, like, disconnect it from whatever power source it's plugged into. Okay, that's totally fine. That is just a purple and a black mechanics check. 
because it is insecure mounting, but it's not. At this point, I'm like, you know, if somebody's paying attention to wherever this is going, yes, they'll see we came in, but then they won't learn anything else about what we did. Yep, that is fine. Success with one threat. Okay, you take another strain as it, to like take it down, your face is caught right in it. So whoever is watching has a good look at your face. Lily, you get up to the computer terminal. Mm -hmm. It says, Explore Core Science Facility. Customer login. I don't know anything about Explorer Core, and it mustn't be Confederate to my RFID tag. Explorer login. Um, is there a sticky note or anything on here with the password? Ah, let's try a Skullduggery check then. Two purples. Two successes and two threats. Okay, you do indeed. Ah, you find a little sticky note underneath the, the terminal, and it says, like, sales representative reminder. Basic login is like, login is sales rep, password is resocks are dumb. <laughs> that was my two threats. That was your two threats. <laughs> Stupid scientist. <laughs> All right, I'm going to type it in there. You bank it out, character by character. I'm so silly. <laughs> no, I'm going to be like sad. Yeah. Just a little bit of real quiet. Yeah. As uh, Imogen rips off the, the security camera. Uh, yeah, and you are at an interface to like, sell someone a science vessel package right now. So it's like, please select your base model and then select upgrades. Can I tell which ones are what Saffron is? Give me a two purple knowledge Terran. You two can work together at this point. As you're like, well, what's the serial number on our science vessel? Maybe that'll clue us in. I mean, is this what we're trying to get? <laughs> yeah, like there's access codes that enable certain features on the ship. And that's what I'm interested in. Okay. It's a total wash. Okay, so you are not sure, so you're going to pick one at random. Everyone just said science vessel. I didn't know there were different types. Like, and it says top explore core. There's a world of science. And you pick a some sort of uh, scientific research vessel. And it says, you've selected class A-10 Raven. Please select uh, upgrades. Cost is 1 million credits. Does that seem like how much saffron would cost? Joy Gray said they're very expensive. I don't know. Raven doesn't sound right for this model. For Saffron. You page through and you like you get to the like the schematic layout of the ship. Something with two rooms. Yeah, yeah and like, oh, this Raven, it doesn't have the trilateral symmetry. It's some kind of other vessel. Ours seems like the Bumblebee model. <laughs> Not the Raven. You go back in the catalog a little bit. The Puffin model. <laughs> You get to the sphere model, and you're like, oh, that looks like it might be a match for what you have, or at least close enough. Things may not work exactly the same, but that's okay. At this point, I would like a two purple computers check, and you can work together just to navigate this system. Lily's going to roll that and get a blue die from Imogen. Yes, you have one story point here. Do we want to upgrade? If you want. Maybe we'll get lucky with something. Three advantages and two failures. So this system is a pain to navigate. It kind of wants you, it makes you want to smash the screen, but you know that's pointless. Mm -hmm. You're getting through and it's, it's constantly saying like, air, financing not approved. Air, financing not approved. Now we know why the monitors are all broken downstairs. Uh, it might be related to that. <laughs> you do actually get to a screen with a science vessel upgrade. Oh, add extra features. And you manage to, like, cancel, like, no, I don't want to buy the whole science vessel. Just just show me the features. Uh, you had how many advantages did you have? Three. 
Three. Okay. So the system is about to lock you out, I will say. But you are able to get the data, the authorization codes, for one of these upgrades. And your choices are you get a new capability, a defensive matrix that can be cast on another entity like a person to help protect them. A little hollow screen pops up and it shows like a Marine with the matrix on him and he's taking a bunch of pot shots from everyone else and not getting hurt at all. Another option is the EMP pulse, which shows blasting out of a science vessel and suddenly decloaking a bunch of ghosts around it. So you get, that might be useful. Or the final option is the Mobius reactor to do whatever you're going to do one more time per encounter. Of the ship powers? Yeah. So it's an extra energy uh, pack upgrade that is already in your vessel, the hardware. You just got to unlock the software. Uh, but you only have time to pick one of these, and you have to pick it right now because it's about to lock you out. and give you. It's going to give you a little data disk, though. And I wasn't clear that I understood what the first thing with the Marine was. It just makes a hologram or something? Uh, no, it adds a defensive shield to whatever you blast on for someone down on the ground. So it's like a little energy shield, in fact. Sort of like the Protoss uh, Warriors had at the one battle. Oh, okay. Jeez, I don't know. We've, we've got the radiation that can kill biological things. So if we did the defensive, that could be more... We could do more battle types of things. Mobius could let us... I don't know what else. I would be inclined to go with the EMP. I think we are not likely to use Saffron as direct support of military engagements as often. I mean, yes, we did it one time, but I think generally if we're using Saffron, just the two of us, we're both aboard Saffron. Right. Lily was more picturing the, the utility of Saffron if we were trying to make extra money would be more salvage. So that would fit because the radiation would be like, we could go to places place Zergs, blast a bunch of Zergs, run out, grab some stuff. Same with EMP. I don't know what it does to Zergs. Probably nothing, but like artillery packs or something like that, it could help. I'll say you can make a two purple knowledge Protoss check. What does EMP do to interesting situation? So that's a failure, the check. Okay. But... When you described it to us, you said it could disable cloaking. Yes. And I know of at least one individual who can cloak who hates us, or at least hates our friend Malorn, and we foiled. So the ability to disrupt somebody's cloaking with my ship seems like a good defensive thing. Yes, it would definitely disrupt their cloaking for a limited amount of time. So having made a potential enemy out of Landasha, I would feel a little safer having... Having the EMP. Yeah, let's get the EMP. I like that. So we, we get that authorization code, and then the system says that's enough for now. Yes, the system locks out. It gives you that, and it says, for additional authorization, requires manager approval. <laughs> right. That's fair. At this point, I'm interested, actually, in the power conduits of this room. Mm. How is this computer getting its power? Is it just plugged into the wall? This smells to me like a two purple and a black mechanics check. One success with five threats. Do I electrocute myself? <laughs> five threats? I mean, I succeeded. I will say you succeed. You trace the power for a little bit. This room is connected to a separate power system because it's kind of the showroom, or was before a lot of it was smashed in. This room wasn't as smashed in, I should say. You do trace it to the power. It has its own separate power cell, and you go to check it out, 
and you accidentally short out the power in this room. I will say you take two strain, but the room is out of power now. This computer is not going anywhere. All right. That's better than the crit I was expecting. I thought about it, but I decided to just ruin a nice thing instead. This is why we can't have nice things like trucks or power. (laughs) So Uh, is this room dark or what? Yes, it is darker in here now. Until Imogen clicks on the flashlight. Are there any, like, pamphlets or anything (laughs) on the ships? Absolutely, yes, there are pamphlets. So if there's anything... I think uh, Lily's developed a quirk of acquiring pamphlets. (laughs) You have, like, paper. Are there any binders? Yeah, I'm looking for anything that looks like something on our ship. Whatever Saffron might have that might we might be able to take back. Uh, yeah. Because we can't store data, apparently. Yeah, storing data is hard. I mean, it's almost as bad as Star Wars, but not quite. Okay, yes, you do find a pamphlet of a model similar to yours. Uh, and it talks about these, like, every science vessel, like, make sure to get the extra useful upgrade, the Mobius reactor, the electromagnetic pulse, and the defensive shield. Now shipping the Confederate worlds today. Buy one for your local militia. <laughs> then I will take the pamphlet case there's anything else there that Imogen figures out is useful, like another sales center or something. I, Lily doesn't think of it. She just grabs a pamphlet, sticks it in her backpack. Yeah. Like there's a P.O. box listed on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, it does have an address listed. It's got an address listed. It's uh, Explorer Corps Headquarters at Capital City, Tarsonis. Tarsonis. I don't Tarsonis? know anything about that planet. Make a easy knowledge Terran check. Oh, one threat. Stupid I have success with a threat. Oh, I'm hiding. Then I'm going to hide the sticky note. That's what I'll be busy doing. Ah, clever. You have success with a threat. Yeah, Tarsonis. Oh, that was the Confederate capital world that got 100% overrun by Zerg. Ah, okay. You don't think there's any humans, any Terrans left alive on Tarsonis. No one has tried to go back there. Well, maybe the Zerg have moved on. Someday. It's possible, and that also means that, like, hey, maybe there's actually still good salvage there, because Zerg aren't going to salvage. I'm courageous. She's reckless. We'll file this away for the future. It seems like a good idea. Uh, the threat is, oh, you heard that's where the Queen of Blades used to keep her primary hive cluster. Oh. You don't know if she still does. Well, we have something we need to return to her, so uh, we'll just drop by. <laughs> Wait, what do we have to return to her? <laughs> <laughs> the cerebrate tissue that we kidnapped. Oh. <laughs> like Snowball, her favorite baby. <laughs> it's all grown up now. We were just, we were, we were fostering the Zerg for you, ma'am. Yes. It came the tech. We didn't put the tech in its head. <laughs> so at this point, flashlight in hand, it's time to start looking around. Are there other doorways up here? Like, is there other rooms on this level? Uh, there's a debris section that you think goes back to a primary room. Wait, can we take a computer? Or does it go to, like, wires go to the wall or something? It's built into the wall. Okay. If you wanted to take a long time to try to pick it out, you might be able to do that. I probably wouldn't think that. We have acquired Vespine, we've acquired some salvage already, and we've acquired code here. We need a battery pack. Uh, preferably a charger, but also a charger and a battery, because then we could swap them out. But now we have to see to Snowball's needs. Now, there's nothing else in this room. Is it? Is there a desk? Can we just open it and look what's in there? Or is it, if nobody's looted this yet, or maybe somebody has. Yeah, this room is not strongly looted, but this room did, like, suffer a bomb hit, it looks like. Okay. There is a desk that's kind of broken in two. Uh, you see some financial documents of Confederate military was putting in an order for science vessels. 
but the, the funding was being held up, you see a separate order that the Sons of Korhal, which you know is sort of the precursor to the Dominion, that's how they used to call themselves, they also had an order for science vessels in, and it was marked not yet approved, pending funding, so it looks like Explorer Corps was dealing to both sides of the war. Okay. Uh, you don't find any useful items, necessarily. There's like a picture of somebody's family, clearly, uh, whatever a salesperson this was at this desk. How about a paperweight on the desk? You 100%. There is a paperweight of a little science, a science facility, of like a model of the building you're in. Oh, I'm going to take that. Science facility paperweight. I'm sure I can figure out something to do with that. <laughs> Just uh, make sure to write it down, you know. Oh, yeah. So next, next time I need to give somebody a gift, it's a paperweight. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.